Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. Thank God that we're able to be together in prayer this morning. Today is Wednesday. This is the 18th week after Pentecost. Today we continue reading the 14th chapter of the Gospel according to St. Mark. And now we begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving, and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hand are the caverns of the earth, the heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. You have been born anew through the abiding word of God. The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the 14th chapter, beginning this morning at verse 53. They took Jesus to the high priest, and all the chief priests, the elders, and the scribes were assembled. Peter had followed him at a distance, right into the courtyard of the high priest, and he was sitting with the guards, warming himself at the fire. Now the chief priests and the whole council were looking for testimony against Jesus to put him to death, but they found none, for many gave false testimony against him, and their testimony did not agree. Some stood up and gave false testimony against him, saying, We heard him say, I will destroy this temple that is made with hands, and in three days I will build another not made with hands. But even on this point, their testimony did not agree. Then the high priest stood up before them and asked Jesus, Have you no answer? What is it that they testify against you? But he was silent and did not answer. Again the high priest asked him, Are you the Messiah, the Son of the Blessed One? Jesus said, I am. And you will see the Son of Man seated at the right hand of the power and coming with the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his clothes and said, Why do we still need witnesses? You have heard his blasphemy. What is your decision? All of them condemned him as deserving death. Some began to spit on him, to blindfold him, and to strike him, saying to him, Prophesy! The guards also took him over and beat him. Jesus is on trial now before the high priest, the chief priest, the elders, the scribes. They're looking for grounds to put him to death. The evidence is scattered, though, and contradictory. And at this moment, it is not really clear why Jesus is on trial, other than the chief priest's desire to have him killed. 
Actually, I don't know if many of us could really say what the charge against Jesus might be. It might be interesting for us to pay attention to that over the coming days as Jesus moves from place to place and is finally condemned. What is it that they are really condemning him for? What is it that they are holding up against him? It seems at the beginning they're trying to convict Jesus of the capital offense of speaking against or contaminating the temple, but that case doesn't really hold up. Instead, the climax of this trial is when the high priest asks Jesus to come right out and say whether or not he is the Messiah, the Son of God, and then accuses Jesus of blasphemy after he does say that he is Messiah. It is a charge, that is a charge that's going to stick uh, here in the council as they hand down a condemnation of death, and also be able to play before the Romans. Jesus' revelation, though, is more than just, that he is more than just the Messiah, by leading them with the words, I am, echoes the divine name. And then he quotes Daniel to refer to himself as the one enthroned and coming to judge the world. He speaks the truth about himself. What a powerful moment. The one who is condemned by the council announces that he is actually the one who is coming to judge the world. When his innocence is vindicated by the Heavenly Father, when he is raised from the dead and seated at God's right hand. So everything in this trial, everything going on in this this condemnation of Jesus is opposite of what it appears. Each one who stands in judgment ends up condemning themselves. And the one who stands condemned is justified. You see, the mystery of the cross is more than just the crucifixion itself. It's the, the whole drama that's unfolding, whereby all condemn themselves, one by one, by their own mouths. What we are starting to see unfold in this drama is what St. Paul will talk about and sum up when he says that all have sinned and fall short of God's glory. Jesus bears the sin of the whole world. This is not just a figure of speech. The accusations, the condemnation, the physical blows, the spitting, the hatred, the mocking that he receives at the end of this trial are exactly that sin being put upon him. And it is just a representation, just the tip of the iceberg. And yet for us, our sympathy and heart is with Jesus as we learn to love him all the more each time we see how beautifully, how patiently, how lovingly he takes our sin to the grave with him and then rises with peace and healing for us all. Have mercy on us. There is more to be revealed. But for now, Lord, have mercy. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, 
to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. And you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into a way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ and all gifts of healing and forgiveness, for the communion of faith in your church, for the gift of relationship with others. For what else are we thankful Merciful God of might, renew this weary world. Heal the hurts of all of your children and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land, for those who govern the nations of the world, for people in countries ravaged by strife and warfare, and for all who work to bring about peace and international harmony. For this world, this creation, and all who live within it, and all who strive to save it from carelessness and destruction, for those who are sick, for those who are mourning, especially those we name before you now. Almighty and everlasting God, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power that we may not fall into sin nor be overcome in adversity. In all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose through Jesus Christ our Lord. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage. Hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted, support the weak, help the afflicted, honor all people, love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God.